Welcome to Stop Wanting Him Back and Find Someone Better, where I talk about my personal and my group coaching clients' experiences of healing our hearts, authentically falling in love with ourselves, and yes, finding someone better. I'm Claire the Heartbreak Coach. Let's take your love life and entire life to the next level. Hello, my loves. We are at episode 96, Owning Your Ugly Truth. I know, it's a new year. Why do we want to look at the ugly in the new year, Claire? It's supposed to be a fresh start, especially after the hellacious year we had in 2020. I get it, I get it, I get it. But you guys know me if you've been listening for a while. I am all about being the real deal. I am no bullshit. I want to look at exactly what your brain is saying. That is your quote-unquote truth. So even your truth is a thought, right? Your truth isn't a fact. Ten years ago, I hated myself. I thought I wasn't good enough. I thought I wasn't thin enough. I thought I wasn't pretty enough. I thought I wasn't successful enough. I thought I wasn't rich enough. I thought I wasn't lovable. I thought love wasn't in the cards for me, right? That was my truth. Today, that is not my truth. I have been sharing with you guys that I noticed that my brain was putting a lot of pressure on me, that I didn't believe I had enough time and that I should be doing more in my business while I was running myself into the ground. So I always say my work is never done. Yes, I found the love of my life with the process that I teach you guys in my course, Stop Wanting Him Back and Find Someone Better. I use the pronoun him because of my own experience as a heterosexual woman, but this course is for everyone. And yes, I have healed multiple heartbreaks with the process that I also teach you in this course. But I think the relationship with the self, which is a section that I think is the most important section in this course, you guys, it's $597 for lifetime access to almost 60 videos and worksheets for you to create these results. And there is a section in there called the fall in love with you section. And it is gold, 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 gold. If I say so myself, (laughs) Obviously, I'm feeling very high on life right now. It is the new year. We should be excited. It is a fresh, clean slate, even though technically January 1 is just another day. But I love the energy that comes forth with everybody really showing up differently, wanting to show up differently, wanting to create new goals and just step it up in their lives. That said, When you want to create the results, you have got to own your ugly truth first. So I say truth is just a thought. Your truth being ugly is also a thought. I actually think whatever our truth is, is beautiful, even if that truth is creating pain and suffering. However, I think the reason why I titled this episode, Owning Your Ugly Truth, is because we think certain thoughts we have are ugly. Thoughts like, I still want him back even though he repeatedly cheated on me, lied to me, and criticized me to my face and behind my back. I still compare everyone to him despite how horrifically he treated me. 
He criticized every inch of me on the inside and out, and I stayed anyway. He kept getting wasted and verbally abused me and told me that he would stop over and over again, and I stayed over and over and over again. And I can't believe that I did that. Another ugly truth, I'm just not happy. I have only heard that statement, I would say maybe five times max from someone in my life. Nobody wants to admit I'm not happy. But how many people, how many of you listening to this right now, if you got really honest with yourself, what is your truth? Are you happy? I think we're trained and programmed to be like, I'm great. Everything's great. Yeah, I'm so happy because we want to have this like fake Instagram image of, oh, she's doing amazing. Why? Why do you need people to think you look amazing, are amazing, feel amazing, are so happy when you are not? The reason why I think owning your quote unquote ugly truth is so crucial is because I want you to get to a place of owning your beautiful truth. I know that's very counterintuitive, but if you are not honestly looking at your ugly truth with thoughts like, I hate myself, I hate who I see in the mirror. I can't believe I gave him so many chances, but ultimately he discarded me like a piece of garbage. If you are not looking at that truth, how do you expect to call in your ideal love? How do you expect to just wake up happy one day? I know everybody says time or I just picked the wrong person or it's just when the right person shows up. It's just that one missing piece, Claire. I'm good with me. I love my life. I'm just like, if it, it's just this one area. You know, our lack of love for ourselves can show up in our finances. It can show up in our relationship to our bodies. It can show up in our relationship to our mothers, our fathers, our siblings. It can show up in our careers. Are you repeatedly attracting the same boss that just demeans you over and over and over again? And for sure, <laughs> it shows up in our love lives. This is why I do what I do. I didn't even realize how much I hated myself until I really had to take a good look honest look in the mirror and be like, well, I'm the common denominator that keeps attracting Mr. Unavailable after Mr. Unavailable after Mr. Unavailable. They come in all different shapes, sizes, and career paths, and all different home lives, and all different religious backgrounds. The common denominator is me. If I keep attracting unavailable, where am I unavailable to me? You would have seen me on the outside in my 20s, living in New York, acting, modeling, I wasn't super famous, but I was getting work. I was living my dream. I was pursuing my dream. I was living in an amazing city. I was taking acting classes. I was getting amazing opportunities. I was meeting the coolest people. I was going to the coolest events. I had my family super close by. I was booking jobs. I was super excited. Wasn't that rich, but I was pretty fucking happy. I thought, but I was in so much drama. 
with unavailable guy after unavailable guy after unavailable guy. Why does this keep happening to me? I didn't realize that I was the creator. And I don't sit here, you guys, if you've been listening to me for a while, you know that I say this over and over and over again. I don't sit here as some victim now of like, oh, this kept happening to me. And I don't sit here shaming myself for being the creator of my drama. It just was. It just is. It's actually just neutral. Our thoughts create our results. I thought a lot of habitual thoughts that created a lot of drama. It just was. So I kept attracting drama because I claimed to hate it, claimed to say it was so painful, but I was fucking addicted to it. I was great at it. As I just said, I was an actress. If you guys could see me right now, you'd be dying laughing. I keep gesturing with my one hand that isn't touching the mic. (laughs) I'm a dramatic person. Even had some moments of drama in the last almost year and a half that I've been with the love of my life. I have a tendency for drama. I've come a long way and I love a little bit of drama for fun and in retelling of stories and things like that. But uh, I just had a one of many heart to hearts with the love of my life. And he's, and you know, I was reflecting on one hard period during our relationship. We've had two challenging periods and for sure I I can take 98% responsibility for one of those challenging periods. And he was like, yeah, look, there is some drama with you, but I'm so in love with you and you're such a good person and you take such good care of yourself and you take such good care of me. And I understood what you were going through. And the reason why I attracted that person was because I have nipped so much drama in the bud. But first, I had to own my ugly truth. I was the creator of my drama. I had to own my truth that I hated who I saw every single time I looked in the mirror. I had to own my truth that I could not be thin enough. I had to own my truth that I realized I put all of my friends on a pedestal around me and realized that I thought everything was in the cards for them. Wealth, success, love, parenthood, all of it. But it wasn't in the cards for me. It was just this fact I thought existed for my life. Oh, it's in the cards for everybody else, not for me. I didn't even, it it didn't even cause me pain. It was just like a truth that I had. It was in the cards for everyone else, not for me. But when I kept getting my heart broken over and over and over again, and all my friends were getting married and settling down, even though I was really pursuing a very non-conventional path, so I never felt like, oh my God, I got to get married. Oh my God, I have to get ba- have babies now. I knew that those were things that I really wanted, but I, did, I wasn't in a race. I wasn't trying to compete. It was just like, yeah, those things happen for everybody else. The things that I want happen for everybody else. It doesn't happen for me. But when I really slowed that down and when I really unpacked that and I really discovered coaching and I really saw how I was the creator of my reality, that fucking broke my heart. It broke my heart what I thought of me. It was my ugly truth. But now, in my opinion, I see it as my beautiful truth because that got me to here. That got me to the love of my life who appreciates a little bit of my drama and my Irish fiery side in small doses. <laughs> I give them small doses. I, I share that with you guys to say, I don't sit here perfect in some perfect relationship, but I have grown light years to attract someone like him who knows me, the real me. And you know what? He's had his weaknesses that I have unconditionally loved as well because I'm signing up for the whole person. But I had to sign up for all of me first 
And part of signing up for all of me is owning my quote unquote ugly truths that create a fuck ton of pain for me to look at. I've been beating up a couple of friends about this and I've been beating up all my clients about this. So if any of you are listening, you know I'm thinking about you and talking to you. If you've been struggling with some painful story over and over and over again, and you're like, I just don't understand why does this keep happening to me? Look in the mirror and say, I am happening to me. And that's okay. I love you. But also let's just take some responsibility and pull up our big girl pants and look at how our thoughts are creating our results. And if we want to create different results, we've got to change those thoughts. But you can't change to the new thoughts without acknowledging the ugly ones. And the ugly ones are going to cause you pain. Are you willing, as I just said in a recent episode, are you willing to lean into more pain to cure your pain? I'm botching the title, but it's like more pain to cure pain. Are you willing to do that to get to the other side? 10 years ago, my loves, I'm telling you, I turned 30, February 12th, 2011. We're now, so I will be turning 40 next month. And I, I've shared this over and over, but I, when I drop into it and I, I really think back to just how fucked up and broken I was and how sad I was and how depressed I was and how desperate I was to seek love from someone who literally was incapable of giving me love because of his lack of love for himself. I almost have some compassion for him, but really not (laughs) because his antics have continued over the years with other women and I have no tolerance or space for forgiveness for someone who hasn't learned, who hasn't taken responsibility, who hasn't apologized and actually just keeps continuing to destroy women. So I can't sit here and say I have compassion my amazing Irish father does have compassion, but uh, I don't think we need to have compassion. I just think we need to be like, well, what's my part? And why did I attract that monster? How have I been treating myself and thinking about myself for me to attract this? And what am I going to do to change it? And it is not going to be overnight. It is not going to be in one coaching session. I offer a six-month one-on-one coaching program because we dig deep and get into the nitty-gritty and really, with a fine-tooth comb, untangle all of those thoughts. But before we even untangle them, we just look at them. We sit with them. We have compassion for ourselves for having them. I've been sharing about how this not enough story has manifested in a different way. And and as I've shared in recent episodes that I really ran my body into the ground as I was creating this course with almost 60 videos. And it just turned out to be a much bigger undertaking. And I have compassion for myself about this because I had never done it before. So note to self, I would never be coaching 20 clients and creating a 60 video course writing 60 scripts, editing them, shooting them, getting down to LA, all the hiring that was involved, the editing after, the launch, all of it. It was just, it was an insane time. And I fucking did it. And the course is gold and people are already having amazing results. So head on over to ClaireTheHeartbreakCoach.com and get my course, Stop Wanting Him Back and Find Someone Better. It really is an amazing masterpiece on your heart. And I just think the most worthwhile investment, obviously, (laughs) I am biased, but I know this work works because I've created this course from 
all of the work that I've done on myself and seen what works and what doesn't work and all the work that I've seen work and not work with my clients. And I know we all have big goals. I know if you are single and listening, you want to find the love of your life. And I want you to too, but you have to look at your relationship with you. You have to look at your unresolved feelings about your exes. Maybe you don't want to be with them. Maybe you haven't thought twice about them, but if you have not healed them and if you haven't untangled them, then you are going to keep perpetuating that same unavailable story with the next guy. And if you haven't really unpacked your role with the last partner, then you will continue to attract these same unavailable people. And it is uncomfortable and it feels ugly and it's Ugh, so frustrating. And you do thought models, which I teach you how to do in the course. And I, of course, teach you how to do in my six-month one-on-one coaching program. And you just want to be able to breeze through it. But some stuff, my coach just said this to me the other day. She was like, this not enough story is hardwired for you, regardless of the results that you create. I'm going to brag here a little bit, but I almost doubled my business in a year for 2020 almost doubled. And my brain is still saying, not enough. It should have been more. And I shared this with a friend who was like, oh my God. And she she knows the revenue that my business took in. And she was like, but Claire, I mean, do you not see where you were just even like three years ago? And I'm like, it doesn't matter. I'm telling you, this is what my brain is saying. I see the logic I know I went from broke as a joke for so many years to creating this really abundant business. And I have this fear that it's all going to run out. I have this fear that it won't, the success won't continue. I just have this fear like that this is it and, and don't, don't expect more. Like it's, it's so mired in not enough on so many different levels. And I now know because I've been doing this work for five years that my freak out and my drama and my not enough story is part of the process to get to the next place. Cause I have been here before and then I more almost doubled my business. So a peer coach said to me recently, wow, maybe this not enough story is actually really serving you, Claire, because you keep more than doubling your business every year. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's a good way to look at it. But imagine if I just keep leaning into this not enough story, into this fear-based story, which really goes just goes back all the way to childhood. And then I lived that out through my starving artist mentality as an, as an actress. And so my brain is not used to having this success and this abundance. The same thing happened with Larry. My brain was not so used to having this dream guy on the inside and out just show up unconditionally for me while he also has four kids and an insanely demanding job. I was freaked out. How are you showing up for me on all the levels when I was just hanging out in LA trying to date someone with zero kids? Some of them didn't even have consistent jobs. I really loved a starving artist. And yet they couldn't even show up. And you're just showing up for me in spades. I don't know what to fucking do with that. And and so my friend is just like, are you serious? You're freaking out about this? Like she would love probably to have what I had created financially and in my business this year, but it doesn't matter. It's always our thoughts. My thoughts created amazing results, but my hardwired old school thoughts need to continue to be reworked. I know because I'm creating anxiety with them. I know because it's it's been my work to celebrate my growth. Those are that's my ugly truth to you guys. 
Yes, I will teach you how to stop wanting Mr. or Miss Wrong back. I will teach you how to fall in love with you. And I will teach you how to find someone better, whether it's my course or my six-month one-on-one coaching program. But the relationship with the self and the more you create all these things that you've been so comfortable desiring, that you've been so comfortable not having, that when they happen, I'm literally getting hot and like blousing out my sweatshirt right now. When they happen, it's really fucking uncomfortable. And I've shared this so many times. But the gateway through to get to what you want is that you have got to look at what your ugly truth is for you right here, right now. If you want to create the love of your life, how are you treating yourself? Are you enjoying your life right now as a single woman? Or are you looking for someone to come fill the void? Be really honest with yourself. Do you think life is just going to be that much better because he arrives? Don't get me wrong. I think my life is so much better with Larry in it, but my life was fully fulfilled without him in it. He's just an added bonus. I teach you how to love the fuck out of your single life in my course. And of course, in my one-on-one coaching program before he arrives, I have clients that are like, can I start dating Claire? When can I start dating? But we've been doing this dating myself thing for a while. So when do I get to start? And I'm like, every time you ask me that you push that date further and further back. Cause it shows me you're not really fully content just standing on your own two feet. But I'm 35. I want babies. But when you're wanting to date someone coming from the place of, I want babies. My clock is running out. How do you think that's energetically going to come across to the guy that you're dating? Even if you're not telling him that directly. You want to be showing up just so clear, so grounded, so calm, so happy while always acknowledging the negative and positive moments that come come in and out of your life throughout a day, right? Again, I'm, I never preach everything's got to be wrapped up in a nice little neat bow and all the ducks are lined in a row and everything's just great. My boyfriend wasn't even officially divorced when we met. I mean, the divorce was happening and I know everybody's like, you got to wait. Um, I very much knew in my body and just through all of our communication, right? But he was, you know, only a couple of years out of a marriage. There was lots of unfinished things, not just logistically. He and I still have wounds from our past that I don't think are just like 100% healed. Old traumatic thoughts. I, I have an episode on that, allowing your traumatic thoughts, I celebrated one year with him at the end of September and I showed up, uh, it was a Monday and we had spent our anniversary weekend, but I didn't give him a card. And then when I, sh- I realized I had this beautiful card for him and I drove over to his house and as I pulled up to the house, I was thinking, oh my God, this is the first time I've ever showed up to his house unannounced. And my brain was like, he could have someone here. One year with this man who I moved to be with. I left LA and came to Santa Barbara to be closer to him so that we could start a life together and I could get to know his amazing children. And that, that thought crept into my brain. And when I showed up at the door, I just knocked at the door and I just had, (laughs) gave a timid hello and like walked in and he was just like, Hey babes. And I saw him and I was like, I just brought a card. And I like, he hugged me and I just started crying. He was like laughing, being like, what's wrong? And I told him, I told him my ugly truth. I had this thought that this was the first time I was showing up unannounced and that you could have someone here. 
And I wasn't mad at him. I didn't attack him. I knew it was just my brain. Holy shit. Here I am celebrating one year after 10 years of being in unavailable relationships or majority of the time single to protect myself. So when I fall the fuck in love with you and I'm celebrating a year with you and planning a life with you, my brain looks for some way to sabotage it. There's my ugly truth. And he hugged me and I cried and he just told me there's never going to be anybody else and he couldn't love me more. Beautiful. But I let it come up and I was real with it. And I'm not saying you have to go tell your partner every ugly thought that you're having and make him solve it for you or her solve it for you. That was just one moment that I shared that with him. I still have dreams. I had a dream. Now I'm just remembering. I had a dream the other night. I have recurring dreams where he tells me he doesn't want to be with me anymore. I really feel that these thoughts about us not lasting or us not being the real deal, like in my conscious awake brain, I know that to not be true. I just really in my heart of hearts, know that he is my person for life. I I just know that in my bones and in my body and in my heart, and I feel that from him. But in my subconscious, in my sleep, literally he told me he didn't want to be with me anymore, and I moved into some big house with four roommates at a pool, and Sean Penn was one of the roommates. You're welcome. <laughs> I don't know how Sean Penn came into the mix, but there you have it. Our brains are going to produce ugly truths, painful truths over and over and over again. And I'm just going to keep acknowledging them and saying, hey, there that is. And look at them and feel them. And then when I'm ready, self-coach on them, which I teach you exactly how to do in my course. But we've got to acknowledge the ugly. We've got to acknowledge the pain and work through them to get to the other side. And it would be so easy to just look for the positive and just give yourself. And we also think like, oh, we have a whole 12 months to create that role. If you're looking to create your ideal person right now, can you create one date right now? Are you going to have all this drama about the dating apps? Or do you still need to lick your wounds from some douchebag from last month? Yes, set amazing, big-ass goals you are worthy and deserving and most capable of creating them, but don't run over all the bullshit and the ugly truths that you're carrying around. It will never work. And again, I don't sit here saying that they go away once you create the result. So I keep looking at them. I keep looking at how my brain says I should be doing more. It's not enough, even though I almost doubled my business this year. It's okay. It just is. It's just our brains. We're wired for survival. We're supposed to look for where we could get hurt. It's just the way it is. But now we live in this very fast-paced society and so much shit has hit the fan over the last year that I even wonder if that's what's what was going on with me. Everybody's telling me, oh, well, you know, nothing's reliable and the world is just becoming a scarier and scarier place. And so I do my best to detach from the news and protect my energy and protect my brain and surround myself with people who speak the same language as me and who are supporting me and helping me elevate and work towards my goals. I'm so beyond grateful for my mastermind sisters who celebrate me at times when my brain is too resistant to do it and support me and hold the space for me to say, hey, I've like created this amazing goal and my brain is just saying not enough. And so it is. And so I look at it 
and I connect the dots and I look at how far I have come in my not enough story. And then with complete non-judgmental eyes say, okay, so there's the not enough story again. Let's look at that. Let's be with that. Let's breathe through that. And it's a stubborn one. That's my coach, Kristen, my personal coach. She said, you're just hardwired with this story. So yeah, let's just be with it. And can you just remember to keep cultivating compassion for having it as uncomfortable as it feels and as silly as it feels? And can you do the same with you, whether it's being frustrated with who you're seeing in the mirror or being frustrated with where you're at in your career? Or being so frustrated in your love life with attracting Mr. Unavailable after Mr. Unavailable or so frustrated that you're still longing for some douchebag or being so frustrated and so discouraged about finding your person. Can you look at that ugly truth instead of just being like, I'm going to find him this year. It's going to happen. Okay. I'm just going to keep swiping, 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 swiping. Wait, why is this not working? It's because you're not looking at your shit and you're not willing to look at your ugly truth and you're not willing to be with it and breathe through it. And also... You have to be willing to not victimize yourself for it. None of this, why is this happening to me? It's happening because you're not willing to compassionately look at your ugly truths over and over and over again until you diffuse them. And again, I teach you exactly how to do all of that, all the while knowing that your heart healing process is not a linear one. Sometimes you're going to have to lean into your pain. Sometimes it's time to self-coach. Sometimes it's just observing. Sometimes it's just being like, wait, awareness. What, What is this that I'm thinking that's creating this for me? And I teach you how to figure out how to do that in the course. And of course, with my six month one on one coaching program. So now you have two options to work with me. Lean into that ugly truth. The gold and the beauty is, I promise you, on the other side. And if you are looking to finally heal that beautiful, precious heart that is most worthy, deserving, and capable of having the most epic love, then I highly encourage you to go to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com and check out those two options to work with me. So much love, my loves. Happy, happy new year. Until next time. Bye. My love. Are you ready to stop wanting him back and find someone better? Then head on over to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com and sign up for my one-year group coaching program. I can't wait to put a stop to your broken heart and get a start on your happily ever after. 